is playing an amazing game of chess. It's incredible. See, the one thing that I know about the game is you have to use logic. You have to use your brain. Critical thinking. You have to think beyond. You have to be patient. You have to know um, your front, your back, your side to side. And people aren't even noticing that it's a mean game of chess going on right now. But for me, <clears throat> it's beautiful to watch. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, my loves. I hope everybody is doing fine. It's been a minute, been a minute, been a minute. So we're going to start today with, excuse my voice, I'm really not. I'm really congested. My allergies are kicking my butt. So the first story I'm going to get on, it comes from CNN.com. An Ohio grand jury declined to indict officer who fatally shot Micaiah Bryant. Now, I did a story about this when it first happened. And it was a little girl who got shot because the story then, I don't know what the story is now, but evidently the foster mother had called, allegedly, um, these girls over to beat her up she had a knife the cop shot her now you can go back into the archives and read what i first said about the initial findings of this case so a franklin county ohio jury declined to indict the officer who fatally fatally shot makai bryant a black teenager last april state's attorney general david gill said in the news release friday now the reason why I'm kind of upset about that because I, with the Brianna, Brianna Taylor case, I'm gonna always look at grand juries different now. And the reason why I'm gonna look at grand juries different now is because of how Daniel Cameron handled that case, how he didn't produce evidence um, to have those officers indicted in the execution and murder of Breonna Taylor. He didn't even present it, but when he came to speak to the public, he said that the grand jury chose to not indict the officers. Well, the grand jury was very upset about that. And they came out and said, hold up, wait a minute. That's not, you didn't even present that. So you're sitting in front of television and this is when everybody was paying attention because remember the George Floyd thing happened. And he was like, they were like, no. And they went to the judge and they asked the judge if they could, um, you know, speak out. And the judge gave them permission to speak out. And they spoke out and said he didn't even present any evidence um, about the shooting of Breonna Taylor. So I'm inclined to believe that allegedly the way this was presented to the grand jury uh, it could be it, it it could be suspect 
So, and I'm just, you know, because that grand jury, shout out to them, as brave as they were, they spoke out and said, no, this is what you're not going to do. You can look it up. Um, Yost also released investigative materials in the case, including more than a dozen interviews, crime scene and evidence photos and other records. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation, which was called in to investigate the officer-involved shooting, completed its probe and referenced the case to to the prosecuting attorney in July, the attorney general's office said. Brian 16 was fatally shot by police officer Nicholas Reardon on April 20th, 2021, outside her foster home after an argument with two other women over housekeeping escalated mikhail foster mother previously said the next step in the case is an administrative investigation to determine whether the officer's action were within division policy the public statement the public safety department of the city of columbus said in a statement because of the pending investigation at this time we are not able to commit further the friday statement said on the day of the fatal shooting Police responded to the home for reports of disturbance. Body camera footage showed Brian lunging at a woman outside the house before she was fatally shot at the moments that followed. That could have been handled very differently. It really could have. Um, she can be seen, Micaiah, uh, falling to the ground while a man at the scene tells the officer she's a kid. The officer's response that the teenager was coming at the woman with a knife. Uh, she was shot four times in the back. That was just unnecessary. Laura Toso, right shoulder, right thigh, and autopsy reports show last summer her cause of death was gunshot wounds to the torso, and the manner of death was homicide. So if it was homicide, then why the fuck would he charged? Some police and experts at the time said officers... The officer justifiably used force. You shot a kid four times. I don't see how that's justifiable, but okay. Because someone else was in immediate danger, he had no other alternative. Yeah, you could have tased her. You could have tased her. Don't y'all have tasers? I mean, that's what Kim Potter said while shooting the gun. Taser, taser, taser. So you couldn't have tased her? You had... Why is... Why is the first thing you do is go for the gun? Um, I just want to know, I guess I want to know more about the case. Um, but yeah, um, rest in peace to that young lady, because the reason why I don't want to finish the argument is because they get into the Democratic, I don't want to talk about them. Okay, so the update on Ethan Crumley trial was next for the alleged Oxford High School shooter. This is coming from Fox 2 in Detroit. Um, Accused Oxford High School shooter Ethan Crumley will remain in Oakland County Jail as he awaits trial for the murders of four high school students and the shooting of seven others. A judge has ruled, but what's next? The 15-year-old has already waived his preliminary exam, which is typical when much of the evidence for the trial is revealed. 
and instead of heading straight to pretrial hearings and eventually a trial, but the path there won't be that quick and smooth. Under state law, the detainment of a minor in an adult facility must be reviewed by a judge every 30 days. The judge must decide if it is still appropriate for the minor to remain in adult custody. Ethan's first hearing took place in January, was very brief and involved only attorneys. His second one, February 22nd, was an explosive look at what life has been like for the accused shooter. During the hearing, we learned details about his education access while in jail and more including his commissary funds. However, according to attorney and Fox 2 legal, legal analyst Charlie Langdon, don't expect every hearing, every hearing each month to be on this level. His reasoning is that Crumbly's attorney won't argue the same issues. If there are no charges, I would think Crumbly's attorneys would not make the same arguments, like Langdon said. During the February hearing, the, manage, the manager of Children's Village discussed issues with staffing in the facility and fears among residents about, about being around Crumbly. Langston said those issues won't change. Um, the next time Crumbly is due in court is Thursday, March 24th. This is in accordance with the law that requires minors held in adult facilities be evaluated each month. Langton said to expert the hearing to be tried. After that, a pretrial hearing, a trial date must be set. A pretrial hearing is procedural and is more of a check-in to see how both sides are processing in terms of trial. In late January, it was revealed in the court that Crumley's defense planned to argue an insanity defense. I told, I said that too uh, when this first happened that set into motion a physician's evaluation, which has not yet happened, and there is no date yet. Langton said, based on the hearing last week and the judge's ruling, don't expect the insanity defense to play out. He was getting mail, playing games, adjusting to jail and life, Langton said. Indications are that he is not insane. I, I agree, Langton. Now, a judge can contradict all of that, but Judge Kwame Rowe is not likely to give that great weight. As of March 3rd, 2022, a trial date has not been set, but Langton said we would expect the trial to happen by the end of 2022. Crumley has a right to a speedy trial, which means within six months, but that can, can and will likely be waived as evidence and witnesses are reviewed. Langton explained the criminal charges get priority over civil cases in terms of scheduling. On top of that, suspects in custody get priority over those not detained, meaning Crumley's case will be a number one priority in terms of um, scheduling. Um... How does James and Jennifer Crumbly's trial factor in? Ethan's parents, James and Jennifer Crumbly, are both charged with four cases of involuntary manslaughter for the shooting. Their case could hinge on Ethan. Ethan's, if the younger Crumbly is guilty, are they also responsible? Langton called the case against James and Jennifer 
<coughs> novel as they're both being charged for a crime their child allegedly committed. Even in the crumbly parents, we're not great parents, as the Oakland County prosecutor argued in court, are the li- are the liable for the murder of four teenagers. I think that was supposed to be they. The issue for the jury ultimately will be, did the parents' bad ag- actions, negligence, gross negligence, cause murder? As for when the case will start relative to his parents, Langton said, when, when, whichever case goes first, Ethan or James and Jennifer could have implications on the other case. So that's the update on the Ethan um, crumbling. Um, the update on the Danny Matheson's rape trial, because nobody's talking to that. I'm at the underground bunker. And this was uh, presented February 26, 2022. And Danny Matheson's rape case, Scientology tried to put L.A. court through truth rundown. On February 8th, there was a hearing in Danny Matheson's rape case, and it received substantial coverage from the news media. Matheson's motion to have the charges against him thrown out was denied by Judge Ronald Coleman. The parties then moved down the hall to the trial of George Charlene Olamido, who quashed a new set of duplicate subpoenas by Matheson's attorney, Sean Holly. You no doubt saw plenty of coverage of this, and some of it was very good, describing how Matheson had lost out on another chance to kill the case, and now he's facing a criminal trial beginning August 29th, which has him facing 45 years to life in prison if he's convicted. But for some reason, most of those news reports left out maybe the most remarkable thing that happened that morning. We were here in New York and couldn't attend the hearing, but when we heard from our sources there about what had taken place at the courthouse, we were dumbfounded. We highlighted what we considered a truly stunning development, the Church of Scientology's bizarre attempt to intervene in the criminal case of its own celebrity who is accused of being a violent serial rapist. Now we've obtained the actual document that the church used to attempt its intervention and it's even more surprising than we realized. What the Church of Scientology attempted that morning was no less than running its truth rundown on the Los Angeles Superior Court. And we think you'll find it newsworthy as we do when you see just how Scientology tried to pull it off. (laughs) Danny and the Church of Scientology are both defendants in a separate civil lawsuit that was filed not only by the three women accusing him of rape in a criminal case, but also a husband of one of the victims and a fourth woman who also alleged she was sexually assaulted by Mastersons. But the civil lawsuit is not about rape allegations. The five plaintiffs are suing Mathesons and the church over what they claimed is campaign of harassment since the woman came forward to the LAPD in 2016. Because the church is a defendant in a civil lawsuit, we're very used to seeing this attorney, including William Foreman, the Church of Scientology's international CSI, appearing in court and submitting briefs. What we're not used to seeing is Foreman showing up and submitting filings in a criminal case where Scientology is not a defendant. But on February 8th, that's exactly what happened. Before the motion to dismiss could be heard that morning, Foreman, 
asked to be heard because he had filed an amiss, amiscus brief with the court attempting to intervene in the case. Even without knowing what was in the filing, what the church tried to do that morning is pretty much studied all by itself. Why? Because one of the most frequent questions we get about the Danny Mathis' prosecution is Scientology's relationship to it. So then they go on to talk about uh, how long he's been in Scientology. Again, I'm getting this from the underground bunker. Um, dot com um, because I don't hear the mainstream media talking about this Danny Matheson case y'all want to talk about Jesse Smollett and Bill Cosby but y'all don't want to talk about this so it says we predicted that Scientology would be an important part of the case but even we were surprised how much Scientology became the subject of testimony in the case when a four day preliminary hearing was held last May this was a disaster for Scientology and its policies about not reporting crime to law enforcement was being examined by both the prosecution and the defense at the hearing. And we pointed out numerous times that it seemed pretty obvious Masterson's defense team led by famous attorney Tom Mesereau was taking direction from Ms. Gavage, and that's the leader of um, Scientology, leading to some pretty disastrous moments in court. Far from far from jaw dropping, uh, far from dropping David, Danny, and David Miscavige, the Scientology seem to be taking an active role in his defense. And even though Scientology is not a party and its own attorneys are not involved, um, then they go on to talk about Leah Remedy. If you go on Netflix, um, you can watch her documentaries because uh, this is a long article it's a good article I need to print this out uh, it's a long article but you know the, the mainstream media is not talking about this case so I wanted to talk about it so that's the update on Danny Matheson is um, he's trying to get it thrown out and it's dropped and it should be and he should stand trial for him uh, uh, allegedly raping um, these women. Anybody who knows me knows I love Chris Brown and knows that when the Rihanna thing happened, I actually told my kids, I said, he didn't do all that he was he was um, accused of doing. And um, I've always, you know, I don't believe no man should hit no woman, but I don't believe no woman should hit no man. And I've talked about it um, briefly in my previous uh, podcast. So Chris Brown, this is from wrapup.com. Chris Brown demands an apology after being accused of rape. And he should get an apology. So he says, damn, y'all owe me an apology. Won't hold my breath waiting for it, though. He wrote Thursday on his Instagram story. In January, an anonymous. Let's stop there. I don't think she should be anonymous. I think her name needs to be out there. Y'all talk about everything else. Her name needs to be out there. Why is it this? Okay, this website is doing something weird. Also notice Jane Doe filed a $20 million lawsuit against the R&B superstar. She claimed Chris drugged her before raping her during a yacht party at Miami Star Island in 2020. 
you know, I just have to say to Chris Brown, and you ain't going to be more listening to my podcast, but stay to yourself. Look, I don't hang around nobody but my family. I'm in such peace. The streets ain't calling you, bruh. But you you were smart. You were smart. But Chris says it all it's all an attempt to extort him. It was. On Wednesday, he shared a voicemail from his accuser who was heard pleading to see him again after he ignored her. Well, you're giving me mixed signals. You're like reading my messages and stuff and you have blocked me yet. So I'm guessing you don't hate me. She's you haven't blocked me yet. So she said in a voicemail message, which he posted on his Instagram story. I just want to see you again. I mean, you just answered the phone and then you just hung up. Like, just let me know. Like, if you want me to leave you alone, I definitely will. But I really just want to fuck with you again. Um, Chris Brown shares an alleged voice message from the woman suing him of rape. It says he plans to take legal action as well as he should. The woman who is a professional choreographer and choreographer and dancer also sent Chris a series of racy messages, including nude selfies. In the text, she asked Brown if he had ecstasy and told him he was the best dick I've had. The accuser, accuser's lawyer, Ariel Mitchell, let's, let's, let's bring their name to light. Ariel Mitchell confirms to TMZ that the woman sent Chris the text and voicemail. She has withdrawn from the case because she says the woman had not informed her about the message. The iffy singer, what? Has vowed to sue his accuser. There ain't no iffy singer. The singer has vowed to sue his accuser. Me and my team are taking legal action on this situation, said Chris. You don't play with people's lives like that. And you're correct. You don't. The Miami Police Department has received the messages between Chris and the accuser and is investigating the case. As well as you should have investigated from the beginning before you came out and said he did something that you weren't sure that he did. Should you have investigated the case first? Before you came out and accused him of something that you weren't even sure. So now y'all investigating? You should have investigated in the first place. See? This is why I say I'm B1 first. I, I'm not... Let me just make a disclaimer real quick. I'm not going to talk about Russia and Ukraine. I'm not. Ain't my business. I have things to worry about on American soil. So you not you're not gonna come over here and get me to say anything about that. So let me just say that. Because it's things like this that's going on that need our time and energy because you're trying to break and destroy us. And yes, Mr. Brown, Mr. Chris Brown, you need to sue her. You need to follow through with it. Because these women are gonna keep lying. They're going to keep lying. So from Yahoo News, it says, oh, hold on, it says, <laughs> we were not made aware that the information existed. Chris Brown rape accusers loses representation after artist shares text message. It looks like Chris Brown might have cleared his name. Some in the case involving a woman who alleges 
he drugged and raped her in 2020. According to Rolling Stone, the woman who also sued the Grammy Award-winning singer for $20 million has officially lost her representation. On Wednesday, March 9th, the outlet reported that Miami Beach police discovered text messages from the woman's phone that questioned her allegations. The accuser's lawyer also have attained the messages and shared this statement with Rolling Stone. We are great, very grateful that the Miami police, Beach Police Department brought this to our attention. Okay, well then good. So that other article, I'll wrap it up. Y'all didn't get it right. So my apologies for that. They did a great job, says veteran lawyer George Verabek. Verabek and co-counsel Ariel Mitchell represented the woman in a sexual assault, false imprisonment, and gender violence lawsuit that was filed against Brown on January 28th. We were not made aware that that information existed prior to filing. It precludes us from going forward for a number of reasons, he said. It's not a comment on whether an assault happened or not. Well, yes, it is. Yes, it is. But it precludes us from going forward. In the J. Doan case, somebody get the business and get her name out here. See, I told y'all, what's done in the dark comes to the light. See, these it's a lot of women, not all, but a lot of women been coming up with the bag and lying on these men. And now the truth is coming out. But you don't hear the mainstream media talking about this. Y'all had so much smoke for everybody else that y'all need to have the same energy and the same smoke for this girl who lied. Um, an exclusive report by Radar revealed the alleged text between the woman and Brown in 2021. In the screenshots dated for December 31st, the two discussed getting a plan B contraceptive to which the woman responds, okay, oh shit's okay, I'll get one. There are also other texts where the woman noted her desire to be intimate with him for New Year's Eve and asked, you got E, which means ex uh, ecstasy. In the screenshots dated January 15, 2021, the woman expressed she wanted to come over because she was bored. Within an hour, she sent another text that began, make some time for me tonight. Browns respond to neither. Authorities were also given texts that revealed the woman attempted to meet up with Brown several times after their encounter and after moving to Los Angeles. Missing you, she said in a message nearly nine months after the Miami incident, you're honestly the best dick I've had. Laugh out loud. I just want it again. Why are you playing with me? Laugh out loud. See? 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 In the recording, the woman said, what are you doing in Mexico? You're like reading my message and you haven't, but you haven't blocked me yet. So I'm guessing you don't hate me. I already read y'all that. I definitely will, but I really just want to fuck again. When Brown didn't respond again on Thursday, August 27th, the woman said, you knew full well I was impressed about no dick. You told me to stay and then you going to try to play me. No, that's crazy. I didn't deserve that, but you definitely got it. Brown says his legal team is pursuing legal action while calling out the media's attempt to allegedly spear his name when reports of the lawsuit initially surfaced. Good. Go for the media because they didn't have proof. Shut them down. See, y'all go learn. Y'all go learn today. No more dragging me through the mud. Clearly, you can see all see the cap. Now, let's see if the media will keep that same energy that they are trying to destroy me to run the real story. 
me and my team are taking legal action on this situation. You don't play with people's lives like that. The woman is seeking $20 million to cover her legal fees and punitive damages. The case is still active and being investigated. Shut that case down. Chris Brown sued them for all they got in the media too. See, this is what we've been talking about in the new black media. This is what we've been talking about. And this is just one case of a superstar who's going to get attention. What about those many cases behind the scenes of those black men who don't have money like Chris Brown? Do you understand what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, do your research. You can't believe the media. They gonna take it and run with it like they took it and ran with it last time. And all those girls on the reel had so much to say. And Eve has so much to say on the TV, but then she gonna push, push some slick shit and do it via the internet, her apology. No, you should have apologized to him on national TV the same way you drugged that black man on national TV. See, the media needs to be gone. They are not trustworthy, none whatsoever. But shout out to those in the new black media, uh, the Nicole Views, the Harveys from Your World, the Dr. Boyce Watkins, the Black Authority, the Tyreek Nasheeds, the Philip Scotts, uh, uh, the Philip Show. Uh, <coughs> sorry, guys. Um, all those, if I missed your name, I apologize. That's who I listen to. And I also read the newspaper and get the right information. Get the right information. Do the research on your own. Chris Brown, sue all they ass.